We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It is Friday, January 20th, 2023. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train. Christ. All aboard! Shannon just got back from Paris, France, where he got hey. front row seats to see Killian Hayes in person. <laughs> um, did you watch that game, Shannon? I sadly did not. I was okay. too busy working. Yeah, that's true. It happened at I I think, two o'clock our time. It was, it was not. That's why I was. I sent in some shade to Shannon. I said, if the if the NBA wants the French to love NBA basketball, why'd they send the Pistons? Because they, uh, I, I will. Sadiq Bay was working his tail off, but yeah, uh, Bay's been good. Lately. Ayala was okay off the bench, but it was not a close game. Bay's been good lately. You got Jalen Duran back. Hamadou Diallo is. Duran found his really passport. Well Turn found his passport, I guess. <laughs> Remember, they just didn't get to play because they couldn't find his passport? It's like, well, amazing. Um, okay, let's jump into the news. Um, the other top news. Maverick center <laughs> Christian Wood fractured his left thumb during Wednesday's loss to Atlanta. He still finished the game, so obviously that's a good sign. But he's out right now and will be reevaluated next week. Uh, they're expecting about a week. Uh, yeah, a, w- a week absence is expected at least, but you never know when they say all oh, this player is going to be reevaluated. And uh, we've had like a vi- high variance on thumb injuries. You know, Demonis Sabonis breaks his thumb, misses Keeps one playing. game. And I heard he only missed that game because they couldn't get the brace made in time. So he was going to play. And then we have Mitchell Robinson, who we'll get to later, is going to miss. He might be out past the all-star break with a broken thumb. But uh, we have, so we have Maxi Kleber still out. Um, Shannon, is there any... Mavericks player that you think is going to get a boost here because Christian Wood, I mean, they need a scoring, obviously. There's just no one they have, I don't think, on their bench that is like a microwave. No, there there really isn't, especially in the front court. Um, they need a lot of help. Yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith did just return from a lengthy absence. Um, and, and, you know, in his first game back, played 35 minutes, was immediately plugged back to the starting lineup. So I expect he will have a heavy load, uh, you know, a heavy workload moving forward. You know, uh, Bertans might see more minutes off the bench. Uh, Dwight Powell might see more minutes at the center position. But, 
none of these options are terribly uh, exciting from a You're not excited standpoint. about JaVale McGee seeing a few, a, a slight uptick? No, no, I'm not. I mean, he's probably the one who has the most fantasy upside if he can actually carve out like 24 minutes. Uh, Because, I mean, even Dwight Powell, for instance, he started the past three games for the Mavs. He's over that stretch. He's played 21 minutes per eight points, 2.7 rebounds, 0.0 blocks. So there's not a lot to work with there. McGee is really the only one if he can carve out the 24 minutes. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, I mean, he's received a lot of DMPs. Basically, about half of the past dozen games have been DMPs for him, and, and the other half are, are five-minute garbage time appearances. This team was woefully thin before this injury. Now yes. it's just going to be even more so. I think I think there's a chance they give Jagan Hardy a shot, but he hasn't shown a ton. Like he's only played 15 minutes in six games. Yeah, a couple of nice. I mean, he had he had. 25 points two games ago, but um, we'll see. Ken, uh, take it away. Celtics Warriors. Yeah, last night, the finals rematch. Celtics beat the Warriors 121-118 in overtime in Boston. Game had a real playoff feel. Big minutes for all the starters. Boston played both Horford and Time Lord. Tatum played 48 minutes in this marathon. Good news, Jalen Brown returned from a three-game absence due to his groin injury. He was uh, noticeably rough. But frankly, everybody was rough from the field. It was kind of ugly shooting. Both squads shot 40% from the field. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had four blocks. Actually, I came away from this thinking, I don't care what the Warriors' record is. This team's for real. When they turn it on, they turn it on. They're going to squeak in probably. I bet they squeak in with the fifth or sixth seed so they can avoid the play-in, and they're going to be a force in the playoffs. I'm not worried about this Warrior team at all. Hmm. What's uh, – go ahead, Shannon. I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm not worried about it. They, they still are – they're game under 500 right now. Um, it's certainly good that they're they're back and, and pretty much at full strength or at least have their top you know, seven or eight players healthy right now. Um, it's not very encouraging. They basically had this game won. They it should not have went to overtime. They should have been able to hold on uh, and, and win the game uh, in regulation. So that it's not entirely entirely encouraging for me. You know, Steph Curry went cold in the second half. Um, he he was five for eleven in the first half from downtown and finished uh, and one for one for seven in the second half. So that was really the difference maker in the game. Ken, do you, do you have any insight on Grant Williams? Saw thirteen minutes in this game. Malcolm Brogdon played 36 minutes in this game. Is this a matchup thing, or is this like what what happened there? Well, this team is deep, but then also Williams gets a, I don't want to call it undeserved boost, but he gets quite the boost whenever they rest either Horford and Time Lord, and that didn't happen last night. So Grant's minutes are going to be up and down all season, you know, and back-to-backs, they're alternating Horford and Williams sitting Brogdon is going to be a solid 25 to 30 minutes every night. Uh, Man, when their offense stalls, they just put Brogdon in. It feels like he always hits two jumpers, like right away. I was like, oh, that's a nice luxury to have. (laughs) Wheel in Malcolm Brock, former all-star off the bench. That's that's, that's useful. (laughs) Yeah, Brogdon is – I mean, that was my – I think that was my favorite – one of my favorite offseason moves, getting Brogdon. Obviously, he was a member of the Bucs. As a right. Bucks fan, I saw what he could do in, uh, in those Limited minutes. He's a downhill player. 
he when he wants to drive, he just puts oh. his head down and he just sprints. You're a hundred percent right. They say that about five times during every Celtic game now. <laughs> yeah. Brogdon yeah. getting downhill. The 36 minutes were a season high for Brogdon. He's crushing it. I mean, th- per 36, he's averaging 21, 6.3 rebounds, 5.5 assists, uh, and 2.9 three-pointers while shooting 48% from the floor and uh, 87.5% uh, from the line. <laughs> and most impressively, probably, 40, 45% from downtown. He is just crushing it in this role for the yeah. Celtics. He was over 50 for like the first six weeks of the uh, of the season. Uh, from behind the arc. Um, but yeah, it did have a playoff field. So what I mean, the restrict the everyone's minutes were up. They tightened their rotations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really exciting game. Uh, uh, Shannon is right though. Curry missed some shots near the end. Um, that uh, it was not the, the shooting was rocky. It wasn't that the defense was awesome. There were just some missed shots as well. Mitchell Robinson. Nick Center successfully had surgery to fix his right thumb and will be out three plus weeks. When he exited the game on Wednesday, they were like, oh, he sprained his thumb. And then yesterday, out of nowhere, they're like, oh, he has surgery. He's out three weeks. So uh, he broke it. My guess is that he's going to be back after the All-Star break. I think there's three games before the All-Star break three weeks from now. So I'm guessing he's after. Uh, Is it? Isaiah Hartenstein time no. because I don't <laughs> think it is. Uh, I typed that in the notes because of your love for Hartenstein. I, but it won't be because Robinson's been hurt earlier this season mm-hmm. and they still didn't give Hartenstein a ton of time. Tibbs is going to make Randall play the center. He'll get his usual 85 minutes a game till his knees bleed. And uh, no, I want to I wanna play Hartenstein. Seems like they signed him to be the backup center, and yet they hate it when he gets more than 12 minutes. Well, he did start the second half of that game uh, that that uh, Mitch Robb left. Hartenstein received the start in the second half, uh, but it didn't lead to much. He only played yeah. 13 minutes, four points, four rebounds. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy who actually probably benefited the most, at least in the January 18th game, was Jericho Sims who played 21 minutes and finished with 16 fantasy points. Yeah. Hartenstein's been bad all season uh, (laughs) almost. And he's not been good lately. It's not like he's playing well in limited minutes right now either. He's shooting like 38% from the field over the past 15 games, something like that. And, you know, Sims pretty unknown player, but a a hyper athlete Um, hit his head on the rim. And I think, yeah, I think like you said, Ken, I wouldn't be surprised to see some more small ball. They really, I mean, they've been giving more minutes to Emmanuel quickly. Yep. If they can get more, if they can put him on the court more. I I like what I've seen out of Miles McBride. He's a great defender. Maybe they try some more Obi Toppin. They got to figure out what they want to do with Obi Toppin. Like I just know. in general. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. you got to either, they got to trade him. You know, because we got the, we got the Rui Hachimura trade rumors. And it's like Obi Toppin's been in a much worse situation than Rui Hachimura. <laughs> and even the Wizards are like, we just can't deal with this. Like, we just got to get rid of this guy. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens there. See what but happens. Yeah. in terms of the waiver wire, I don't even know if there's anybody to add. Like, if you're in a deep league, nah. I understand if you want to add. We'll talk about Sims. it more. We will okay. talk about it more later. We'll get there. Okay. That was a, uh, a teaser. Well, additional injury news. LaMelo Ball suffered an ankle injury during Wednesday's game against the Rockets. P.J. Washington. 
landed on Ball's ankle while coming down from a rebound. The big issue is it's the same ankle. The Ball has previously injured twice in the last year. Ball has appeared in just 22 games this season. The timetable for Ball's return is yet to be announced. The Hornets are notoriously secretive with their expected return dates, as Alex is painfully aware of. Guys, who benefits if Ball's out again for Charlotte? And well, in terms of the the injury secrecy, Gorgon Hayward got hurt a while ago, and they listed him as doubtful. And I, I slacked our other NBA editor, Chris Benzine, and said, "What is the over under for amount of games that Gorgon Hayward would be listed as doubtful?" And I set it at seven and a half, <laughs> and I think he's clearing it. Uh, so that's it's pretty it's pretty bad. I think this is just like you add Dennis Smith, and you don't really think too hard about it. I, you know, I would like for them to announce how long they think ball will be out, but we might not get that. If you're in a deep league, maybe Bryce McGowan's, but he hasn't really shown much. That's a deep league. If you're getting, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, um, and we'll talk, we'll talk about Smith more later. So I'm not going to do my whole spiel. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I, we can probably go into the fan feedback, Ken. All right. Well, fans, if you'd like us to answer a question for you, please post a comment in our most recent Rotowire YouTube NBA video. This week, returning YouTube superfan Ramesh asked, which of these pre-trade deadline speculative ads makes the most sense? Mo Bamba, Tari Eason, Chris Boucher, 
or show favorite Colin Sexton. Trade deadlines February 9th, I believe, right? Yes. Uh, well, I think Eason and Bamba technically have the most upside per minute. However, I don't know what situation Bamba gets traded into that they're giving him more than backup center minutes. The only veteran on Houston is Eric Gordon and they Eason and Gordon don't play the same position. And of course, Eason plays the same position as Jabari Smith. That's a problem. I... Boucher is a little interesting, but they have all they seem like they just never want to give him the minutes. So I does Toronto I, if, break up this core? Fred Van Vliet turned down his turned down uh their uh re-signing offer. I don't I want I, I wonder what's going on in Toronto. They're very fascinating. They're how many games under under five hundred now? It's not great. Six. Yeah. Six games under five hundred. Um, have not had like a good stretch all season. I don't think they've won more than three in a row all year. And Danville's back was acting up and spicy, spicy P dinged up, but still though, they've kind of had their core and no terrible injuries and it's not working. I just don't think Siakam's a number one guy. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's it's tough. I mean, (laughs) Ramesh for this question, there's only one way I'm going to go. I think everyone knew my answer immediately. It's Colin Sexton, <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> We're going to beat that drum till our hands bleed. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I agree with Alex. Bamba and Eason, you know, I love their upside. I, I don't see a scenario where they're next necessarily going to be gifted an extra 10 minutes per game. Um, or, or a much larger role after post-trade deadline. I think Sexton's still the most likely for that. Um, even Boucher. I mean, Boucher is solid, but he's also a 30-year-old big man who is, even if he gets traded to a new team, it's going to be a backup role. Uh, if he sticks with the Raptors, I think that will still be the case. So give me Sexton. I, I, I still believe the Utah Jazz will make some moves and open up more playing time for a guy like Sexton, or they'll trade Sexton somewhere else. And, and if Sexton goes somewhere else, he could have a, a more, yeah, just a more consistent role where he's able to provide fantasy value. You know, this is a guy who was well, well above 20 points per game in his prime. And, and I do think he can get there if given the minutes and the role. I mean, 24.3 points, 3.1 rebounds, 4.4 assists per game with the Cleveland Cavs in, in the 2021 season. I Super efficient as well, uh, especially for a guard. Um, I still love Colin, Colin Sexton's upside. How and about they, Zach Collins is speculative at? I can't imagine Pirtle's going to be there. I have Zach Collins already in far too many fantasy leagues, Ken. Um, but yeah, Collins, <laughs> Collins is a great per minute guy. Not great if you're a nine cat because he, uh, he loves to turn the ball over on his attempts at being Nikola Jokic. But yeah, I mean, Sexton, you know, they have a very odd, like they have Mike Conley there who they can trade. There's like an obvious, like there's a guy blocking Sexton's path who is a veteran who may get traded. Now it's tough because Conley has a $24 million price tag for next year. Not the easiest guy in the world to trade. They might have to attach stuff. So I don't even know if they'll do that. Um, there, yeah, there are three there. It's, it's not just Conley though. It's also Clarkson. It's Beasley. Yeah, like there are multiple guys who you'd have to assume are on the trading block for Utah 
who they trade any any one or two of those guys, it opens up sig- a significant role for Colin Sexton. Um, and, and then speaking more on, on Pirtle and Zach Collins, just so everyone knows, even, a, you know, Zach Collins, there's been seven games where Pirtle sat. In those seven games, Collins has only played 26 minutes per yeah, and he he is more per, and only three averaged three point three more fancy points per game in those seven seven outings. So he he would be a speculative grab. I just don't think he's going to be like a ten team guy uh, if Pirtle gets moved. We need to see see uh, Zach Collins actually play thirty minutes per game, which I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Well, thank you. Uh, and fans, again, if you'd like us to answer your question, please leave us a comment in the most recent RotoWire YouTube. NBA video. Alex, can you take us to the waiver wire? Let's go to the waiver wire. Next week, there are three games. Excuse me. There are three teams with two games. Warriors, Thunder, Sixers have two games. So be careful about that. I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, My available and 50% of leagues player, Kyle Anderson. Slow Timberwolves, Who I'm Confident I've recommended at least once, if not twice, before. Uh, since joining the starting lineup on December 7th, Slomo is ranked 64th in eight cat per game value, averaging 10, 5, and 5 with 2.3 stocks, 52 field goal percentage. Uh, the past three games with Rudy Gobert out, he's averaging 15, 11, and 8. With double, two double point, last night, I think. He's a triple-double machine right now. <laughs> uh, also, only one turnover per game in the past three games. Over the past month and a half, he's been a better fantasy player than Tobias Harris, Kyle Kuzma, Franz Wagner, Jared Allen, Jakob Pertl, Mikael Bridges, and Terry Rozier. Um, somehow, is only 57% rostered. I have no idea. This is very confusing to me. Please add Kyle Anderson. We have no idea when Towns is coming back. It's just even when he does, I Anderson I, is just he's going to be worth being rostered. Agreed. I don't get it. Agreed. Yeah, good pick, good pick, and and like even even when Gobert as well, you know, he's doing better with Gobert out the past two games. But even when Gobert returns, um, Anderson's going to stick in the starting lineup. But he he has started. Let's see, like uh, eleven out of the past twelve games. Um, and, and miss the other one due to illness or injury. So he, he's a very solid pickup right now. Ken, let's go to your player. I'm beating this drum a third week in a row. He was my dull suggestion. Then he moved up to my long shot. Now he's moving up to my <laughs> available and 50% of leagues picks. Josh Richardson of the San Antonio Spurs. The trade deadline is February 9th. The Spurs are rebuilding. And they're going to deal everyone who's old. Richardson qualifies. So they're going to showcase Richardson the next two weeks. The Spurs have four games next week. Devin Vassell still out for five more weeks and probably this season. In the last nine games, Richardson's put up 14 points, four dimes, two triples, while shooting 53% from the field and 100% from the charity stripe and getting you 1.7 stocks. Josh Richardson, if only for the next two weeks, should be your free agent pickup. He's managed in 31% of Yahoo leagues and only 8% of ESPN. Very excited for the trade deadline to get here so we don't have to talk about Josh Richardson (laughs) anymore. (laughs) 
All right, moving on. My my first suggestion for waiver wire pickups. This is a guy we're beating another dead horse, except for this guy's actually been revived. He's alive now. Cam Johnson has returned to action for the Phoenix Suns. Played oh, last, good. played on Thursday uh, Thursday night against the Brooklyn Nets. Off the bench, twenty two minutes, but had thirty six fantasy points. The, the bench role. Uh, I fully believe him to – they're just bringing him along slowly. That's a minutes restriction yeah, thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That would be my guess. Yeah, he had, he had started the season locked into the to the starting five. I expect that to be the case, you know, within the next week or so. Right. <clears throat> Camp plus, Johnson plus Sarge, Sarge started last night, played eight minutes. Yeah, No one's yeah. like, we got to get Sarge more minutes. Basically, as soon as they're comfortable running Cam out there for – Cam Johnson out there for 30 minutes again – I, I expect he will re-enter the starting lineup. Um, he is widely owned on Yahoo, only available in 31%. But on ESPN, he is available in 84% of your leagues. I, he's To me, he was a 10-team le- 10 10 oh, yeah. uh, league player at draft season. You know, we, only, we only have seen nine games from him so far this year, uh, with one of those being five-minute appearance that he left due to injury. I love Cam Johnson's upside. I think he's a top 80, 80 fantasy player upside. Uh, he's the reason Jake Crowder's at home. He's the reason exactly. Jake Crowder's at home and his lazy boy. Yep. Yeah. And with Booker out, more touches for Johnson. They need, they desperately need Cam Johnson right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. That cannot be overstated. The, the Tory Craig monster minutes needs to end for everyone involved. <laughs> yes. Um, my long shot this week, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, does not does not necessarily need to be qualified as a long shot. He's he could be a normal uh, normal ad of the week. But he's twenty five percent rostered exactly on Yahoo, sixteen percent on ESPN. We don't know when uh, Lamella Ball is going to come back. Uh, mum's the word apparently. Um, I was looking for news and I saw that the uh, the Spurs have re-signed Gorgie Jang to a ten day contract. That's Sorry. my God. Um, yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. in 11 starts this season, 10 points per game, six and a half dimes, four rebounds. What you're really looking for, uh, is those 1.9 steals, uh, and he's a shot blocker as well. Um, the, just the assistant steals production enough are alone. This is like a souped up Alex Caruso you're looking at right here. Charlotte also has four games next week as Ken graciously added to my notes. Uh, so it's sort of a no brainer in my opinion, but if you have Sunday waivers, you can at least wait on the LaMelo ball news. And the Rozier playing a lot of minutes of point guard just hasn't worked. It's destroyed his shot percentage this season. Mm-hmm. Too many turnovers. Um, yeah, they're better off of Rozier and the shooting guard and letting a, a, a legit point guard like Smith take the reins. Who? Huh? Distribute the ball. What? Legit? Well, he's a point guard. Okay. Right? Okay. I, I, <laughs> How about I, a point guard? <laughs> I mean... Dennis Smith is definitely the guy to pick up if LaMelo Ball misses any time. Um, but I will just caution caution some expectations here in that Dennis Smith's most produ- productive stretch was when Rogier, Scary Terry, and LaMelo Ball were both out. That's when he really hit his stride and was a 35 uh, fantasy point per game guy this season. So, yeah, but Smith definitely holds value if it's just LaMelo missing out. I'm, I'm more excited about Scary Terry. Uh, seeing another little boost, though. Got it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Ken, who's your long shot? My long shot is someone 
you've recommended in the past and whose management declined because of an ankle injury. It's Daniel Gafford, the center for the Wizards. It's managed in 26% of Yahoo leagues, only 5% of ESPN. But remember, we're hearing big trade rumors about Kyle Kuzma in Washington. Washington says they want to sign him. Kuzma says it's not a big enough market for him in his stardom, which is absurd, but uh, <laughs> sounds like Kuzma. Uh, we're only 11 days removed from Gafford having a run of 12.6.5 boards and 1.3 blocks a game. That ankle injury took a little of the shine off of Gafford as a free agent pickup, but he is starting for them. Kuzma could be gone, and uh, the Wizards are just spinning their wheels. They should give Gafford a lot of minutes. Hachimura could be gone as well, apparently. Should be. I mean, because even when he does have a good game, it's just points. It's just points. He doesn't affect winning at all. Yeah, I'm not a Hachimura guy. Uh, we'll see, though. I'm sure Soft some low points. I'm sure, you know, maybe the Thunder, they come in with some low ball, then all of a sudden Hachimura is 18 a game. You just, who even knows these days? Um, <laughs> Shannon, who's your long shot? You know, we're going to go with long shots. I'm torn, and I keep Ooh, bouncing between classic. multiple players. So we'll discuss them each in brief. Basically, just going to list them. We mentioned Hartenstein earlier. I am not a big believer in Hartenstein, but I still think if you're making a speculative grab for the Knicks front court, he's the guy. So I'll pick him up. Hopefully he Knicks has a couple good games. Yeah, yeah. Knicks only league. <laughs> yeah, I, my guess is, is you're going to see one or two big games, you know, one or two decent games, I should say, from Sims. You'll see the, them go smaller. Maybe maybe Toppin will have a good game quickly uh, with, with the smaller lineup. And it's going to be the wealth is going to be spread out in Mitch Rob's absence, but Hardenstein is the one I am. I'm at least if if I just have that streaming spot in my lineup, he's the guy that I'm going to stream for the upcoming stretch. Uh, two other guys who I think are worth looking at: Wenyan Gabriel. He's starting to pick up. He's he's really starting to pick up his production, and he's eating into Thomas Bryant's role. Over the past four games, Wenyan Gabriel has averaged 27 minutes all off the bench, uh, 13 points, 5.8 rebounds, 1.8 blocks, uh, 66% from the floor, 83% from the line. Uh, he's even taking 1.3 three-pointers uh, three per game, not really making any. Um, he's worth a look if you're in a deeper format. And then here's a guy that I would recommend stashing. He's coming off a big game, and I, I want it to be mentioned. Mark Williams, rookie big man. Oh, yeah, for five the blocks. Charlotte yeah. Hornets, yep. 17 points, six rebounds, and five blocks. Eight for 10 from the floor in 19 minutes against the Rockets on Wednesday. Uh, they could they could move Plumley. I mean, they've got they Richards could. and uh, young Mark Williams, and they're going nowhere. If they can get anything for Plumley, why not? They should certainly try. They should certainly try. You know, the the minutes have mostly been there for for Williams since he cracked the rotation. He's playing about uh, he's playing 16 minutes per game. So not not crazy minutes, but he's been a regular in the rotation at least over the past dozen games. You know, my 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 the speculation here is he's coming off his best game of the season. You know, Plumley's going to be on the trading block. Uh May this team is in the cellar in the Eastern Conference. Why not run out your rookie and get him some extra runs? So if you have that extra roster spot, he's a guy I would look at, especially if you need blocks. He's a he's a classic big man per thirty six minutes, fifteen boards, two point three blocks, one point four steals. 
not finishing that well at the rim this season, but he's a rookie. That will happen. I agree. I agree. They got to get rid of Plumlee and then Richards and Mark Williams. Williams is more upside than Richards. Um, yeah. And I like the Gabriel pick. I mean, Gabriel's an eye test guy. If you uh, are uh, deranged enough to watch enough Lakers, you can sort of see that he is a positive player for them and that they mm-hmm. just they like, can't keep him off the court. Like there's a reason he's been on the team um, and playing this well uh, for so long. So I like that selection. Ken. I was going to say, if you're torn between Gabriel and Williams, the Lakers have three games next week. The Hornets have four. So I might just that alone. I might lean to Williams more um, for the pick. Let's go to my, yeah, my boring pick of, uh, of the week. And it is boring except for the hairstyle. Reggie Bullock of those not looking so good Dallas Mavericks. He's only managed in 7% of Yahoo leagues and 1% of ESPN. He is the definition of a streaky shooter, but he's currently hot. The Mavs desperately need scoring with uh, Christian Wood out. So if you need help with threes, this is the week to get Reggie Bullock. Uh, Last three games, 17 and a half points. 4.7 threes per game while shooting 63% from the field. So he's on a heater right now. If you need triples, uh, one week of Reggie Bullock might be helpful for you. They might go small and just chuck and duck. We'll see. Yeah, with Christian Wood out, I mean, it's hard to imagine like Luka Doncic and Spencer Dinwiddie taking on more usage, but they may. It's going to be driving kick more than 100 possession. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. Drive and kick every possession. So Bullock should have an opportunity to, to spray a tongue of threes. So um, I don't mind that in a deep league, an adult league. Uh, <laughs> we should we should do a dull league next year where um, we only do teams that are expected to be under 500. Uh, okay, let's jump to Friday DFS brought to you by FanDuel. Fans, sign up for FanDuel now and compete for millions of dollars in prizes each day. Choose your best NBA lineup and compete to win real cash. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, nine games slate today. Highest over-unders. We have three big over-unders. Memphis at the Lakers, 242.5. Indiana at Denver, 240. Uh, and OKC at Sacramento, two thirty nine. So it's getting it's getting crazy out there. Uh, as always, for the main injuries, check the RotoWire lineups page or the RotoWire uh, news page. And uh, we have a new feature that we're going to continue to plug uh, for a bit here. For the fantasy, we have a fantasy point changes page. Great for waiver wire pickups. Great just to see who's been hot or who's been cold lately. Uh, for those who listened to us last week, we mentioned it was under the depth charts tab. It's been moved. It's now under the stats tab. So go to stats, go to fantasy point changes, and uh, you will see that as well. And there's a playing time changes page as well if you are uh, if you want to look at that. Uh, they're both extremely helpful. Uh, as Ken points out in our notes, you can spot trends before your league mates do and win the waiver wire. Uh <laughs> Okay, so we have, uh, like I mentioned, a nine-game slate today. Are you looking? Or does your does your build Shannon immediately lean towards those faster pace games, or are there some injuries you need to deal with first? Yeah, yeah, cer- it certainly does. I mean, th- those are the three games. You know, like you mentioned, OKC, Sacramento, LA, Memphis. 
and Indiana, Denver, uh, it's really hard for me not to focus in and just try to get as many players from any of those three games as possible. Um, there's obviously a lot of fantasy firepower uh, with those three games as well. You know, LeBron and Ja Morant, uh, Jokic with Denver, um, Indiana's kind of a mess with, with Halliburton out. Is some uncertainty there, um, but also some value to be found. And then OKC and SAC, you've got De'Aaron Fox, the bonus if he's cleared to play, uh, SGA and and Giddy. So tons of options from those teams to really build around. I initially went with a Jokic build. Um, I'll probably stick with that. Uh, You know, there's not many guys who have like a 100-point fantasy floor um, (laughs) who you can plug into your lineup. So I I like him there. He's cheaper than Luka, and and I like the matchup a lot more. yeah, there, there are some discounted options, some injuries to, to watch. The biggest injury that I'm watching is actually Donovan Mitchell. Um, let's see what happens with Mitchell's status. If he sits another game, um, I, I really think Cleveland becomes a lot more interesting. Multiple players from Cleveland. Um, the obvious uh, pick being Darius Garland. Uh, Garland is at... 8,500 on FanDuel going up against Golden State, who's playing the second consecutive road game of a back-to-back. Um, it actually could turn into a blowout. That's a, um, it's I, a real back-to-back, too, with that overtime and that competitive right, game. Like, right. they're probably gassed today. I would not be surprised if this is one of the games, and Golden State's already done this a couple times this year, where they basically sit um, all of their vets. You know, if Clay, Curry, uh, and Wiggins all sit this game, I would not be surprised. Um, Wiggins mainly because he's still kind of fresh off of injury and he played 40 minutes last night, but all of those guys played really heavy minutes, uh, in the, in the overtime game against Boston. So there is some blowout concern there. Um, if that happens, obviously that, that makes a fourth game to watch with golden state and Cleveland, because if you've got Donovan Mitchell out, you, like I said, you've got Garland, you've got Levert is another great player, uh, a great value 5,600. Uh, Levert just had a monster game with Mitchell out 39 fantasy points in, in 41 minutes against Memphis um, on the Golden State side. You know, if, if they sit their regulars, I, ooh, you know, Dante uh, would be an option. But you've got like Kaminga and, and Wiseman. I think Wiseman's still out. I know Kaminga's out. Yeah, Wiseman's still out. So if they sit their vets, I mean, it's going to be Jordan Poole time, baby. Uh maybe Moses Moody. There's going to be some options on the Golden State side. I think Looney will get more minutes against Cleveland than he than he did against Boston, um, which I don't know if this was mentioned, but Looney did come off the bench against the Boston yeah. Celtics. Yeah, uh, starting pool. Yep. yep. Um, couple, a couple cheap guys that I'm looking at. Caleb Martin, um, Miami Heat going up against Dallas. He's 4,500. He's back healthy after missing missing a handful of games. In the most recent game, in the starting lineup for the Heat, most importantly, uh, and the second most important nugget is he played 35 minutes against New Orleans on Wednesday. So only only 20 fantasy points, but at 4,500 bucks, playing 35 fantasy, you know, 35 minutes. This is a guy who can get 25 to 30 fantasy points uh, at, at that salary. That's pretty pretty solid production. Uh, I breaking news Milwaukee Bucks and singer Serge Ibaka have mutually agreed to find a new home for the veteran. 
Why don't they just uh, release them? What, what, what's the... I, you know, we got some it's big center news today. Gorgie Chang, 10-day contract. <laughs> um, you know, I want to yeah, get back they're... to Cleveland. They finally let Mobley shoot the other night. He got 15 attempts. It would be nice to see with Mitchell's out, they finally let Mobley blossom as we all expected. Yeah, he also season. 15 rebounds. Uh, I believe that's yeah. his, definitely a, a season. It might be a season high, if not a career high. Uh, two blocks and one steal. So all around production for Mobley. I like I like him again tonight as well. Yeah, that Golden State note's important. Where you, I again, yeah, I would not be surprised if those guys sat. There's other injuries on this slate as well. I mean, obviously we mentioned the Mitchell Robinson thing, but that's not as clear as other stuff. Trey Young and Bogdan Bogdanovich both questionable. Franz Wagner is going to be a game time decision. So um, I know Jonathan Isaac is still inactive, so you don't have to think about that. Thank God. Uh, but that could just be more bull bull. Um, could be a lot of DeJounte Murray for the Hawks if uh, Bogdanovich and Young either are out. It could be. Aaron Holiday usually steps in as well. Herb Jones, Najee Marshall. You know, Dyson Daniels has been in the starting lineup lately. He's looked pretty interesting. I mean, he's not really a scorer. Been a little turnover heavy the past two games. But he's gonna one of these days he's going to put it together and get like 30 fantasy points in 25 minutes. Um yeah, those those games, those high over under games are um that's where a target obviously Rashawn Holmes if if uh Sabonis sits out. I think Holmes played the other night, right? Yes, he had a, he had a double double solid game. Yeah. yeah. Boy, coach, coach just talking up Holmes for like a half hour in that post game presser. The clear showcase. Got to move this guy. <laughs> Talk about how great he is. Absolutely. Um yeah, and that Memphis game, I mean, with L.A., so they're going small. Maybe this is a big Jaron Jackson Jr. opportunity. Jackson's playing out of his mind. I mean, Jaron Jackson's defensive player of the year. Yeah. Um, I don't even think it's close right now. Um, though a lot of people still like Brooke Lopez. Utah-Brooklyn's a little fascinating. We had Ben Simmons get ejected last night. <laughs> um, that game, I feel like, could start cooking as well, even though the over-under is 229. Um, anybody else you're looking at, Shannon? Yeah, I mean, I we'll, we'll see. I want to see what the Knicks, what kind of announcement they make. They they've got a seven thirty uh, p.m. Eastern tip, so they they they're not the earliest game on the slate. But I, I'm hoping they announce their starting lineup. I will probably be foolish enough to go with Hartenstein if he's named <laughs> the starter. Um, Four thousand. Um, yeah, I like the fact that he that he's power forward eligible. You know, Sims is only center eligible. Can only start one center on FanDuel, and I'm going with Jokic as of now. Um, Toppin would be an option if they decide to do it. I, I love to to see them start Toppin with Randall at the five. Um, Toppin's 3,700. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what the Knicks say. Um, <laughs> I like I like De'Aaron Fox. I'm going to mention him every week. 8,300. Um, I like him all the more if Sabonis sits uh, again, like you mentioned. Al Rashawn Holmes, another player to watch with that with that Kings game. If Sabonis is out, um, Holmes is easily. I mean, he's he's a must start for me. Yeah, yeah. Keegan Murray played thirty seven minutes in that game too with um, with Sabonis out. Had ten and ten, so um, maybe he gets a little more active on the boards. Um, okay, that I mean that wraps it up for me. Unless you got uh, a couple guys you want to. Uh, final guys you want to highlight, Shannon? We're good. Actually, yeah, let's throw some love to Mike Conley. Doesn't get enough. 
Um, three oh, yeah. consecutive games over 30 fantasy points, uh, including uh, Wednesday night against the Clippers, 38 fantasy points in only 28 minutes. Um, he's been solid. He's 5,600 on FanDuel. If you're looking for – there's not a lot for discounted point guards right now. Um, Facing Kyrie but, Irving, not known for his defense. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's uh, a guy There's a guy to plug into your point guard spot if you need a cheap option. Well, fans, the that's the FanDuel DFS section. FanDuel's providing a special offer to all new users. Sign up for FanDuel, play pay, play $1 in an NBA contest, and receive $10 free instantly. Well, we mentioned him briefly, Ken, but tell us about Ben Simmons. Arg! Today's old man rant. Arg! Ben Simmons is a bad joke. The Nets are without star Kevin Durant for about a month. So naturally, Simmons is not stepping up. Brooklyn has lost all four games since the KD injury. Last night, they got spanked by the struggling Suns, and Simmons was tossed for bitching about fouls he picked up when setting a few screens. Hey, Ben, if you could shoot, the Nets wouldn't have you setting screens. Simmons is making $35 million this year and averaging 7.5 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 6.3 assists a game. By the way, those 7.5 points per game are by far a career low. He's also shooting 43% from the foul line. Terrible! I want to defend Simmons. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know who basically has the exact same stat line as Ben Simmons? Draymond Green. I think Simmons is fine. I think what he does, his all How around many rings does Draymond Green have? I don't care. He doesn't have any. He was gifted a couple by <laughs> Steph Curry. Oh, please. Oh, I, I, I just want to say their stat lines are nearly identical this year. And I honestly think the Warriors would be about just as good if you took Draymond off that roster and plugged Ben Simmons there, but whatever. He just gets flack because he's such a high draft pick. Everyone thought he was going to be like a uh, some kind of new version of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And instead, he's, he's he just, hasn't won anywhere. He's just he has not 2.0. won anywhere. He couldn't even get LSU into the tournament. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, he can't. Shoot. I, uh, I know. It's uh, someone brought this up. I mean, it, it, this is one of those things that's obvious. But when they get into the playoffs, I mean, they, Ben Simmons is shooting 43 percent. That's Hack of Simmons territory. That's I don't know why we don't see more Hack of Simmons now, frankly, what? Why wait? <laughs> why, why, why wait for the playoffs? Why just break him mentally now? Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's already broken. You could, he'll be. You could see the, the beads of sweat on his forehead every time he's at the line. Looks like a ten-year-old. You've actually, you've actually seen him at the line. That's. <laughs> <laughs> must be watching every minute glued to the television of these Nets games. You've actually seen him shoot a free throw this year. Well, you had that stat last week when he had one made free throw since November. Something. It's like it's yeah, I mean, hey, he's made three in his past two games. This is huge progress for him. Um, <laughs> it's bad, man. Uh, Very bad. All right, what mispronounced names did we have this uh, this episode? I don't know if we have any. Don't recall. Sh- I, I'm uh, not touching Shannon's uh, Los Angeles Laker free agent pickup suggestion. Oh, was, Gabriel. I mean, Wenyan. you know, I'm, I'm looking Gabriel, back on like our like first name. Oh, yeah, I don't know what that it's is. It's Wenyon. Wenyon. Okay. It is. Looking back on our waiver wire picks and uh pretty easy week for us with uh, Anderson, <laughs> Smith, yeah. 
Richardson, Bullock, <laughs> Gafford, and Johnson. Johnson uh, an yeah. all-time week for us in terms of. It's uh, so <laughs> wild that there's more Bogdanoviches in the NBA than there is Andersons. Right. <laughs> That's that is crazy. That's yeah. insane. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by FanDuel. Ken, take us out of here. Yes, let's go to Charlotte for our outquote where Celtics announcer Brian Scalabrini this week was talking about injured Hornet Kelly Oubre and Oubre's propensity to shoot. Quote, Oubre doesn't pass up anything. He doesn't pass the salt. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.